Good morning. This is Joanna Perpich here at Crime Talk BK. Thank you for uh, joining our show. And uh, so today is going to be a little bit different because uh, my fabulous co-host uh, Megan Duffy is at a wedding. Megan, I hope you're having fun. You definitely deserve the break. Uh, but this does mean uh, that our... Um, Episode's going to be a little bit different, uh, maybe slightly more disorganized than usual. And uh, so today, uh, because I think that our listeners really enjoy hearing from someone who is not me 100% of the episode, uh, we're being joined by a very special guest, uh, Roxy. Hello, are you there? I am. Oh, this is so wonderful. You're finally on our show. Uh, Is it okay if I call you Roxy? Yes, it is. (laughs) She's my mother. (laughs) Is it okay if I call you Joanna? Yes, but you always call me Joanna. This is true. Anyway, I'm happy to be on your show, and I hope Megan's having a good time. Oh, I'm sure she's living it up. (laughs) I uh, (laughs) suspect that she might be uh, several mimosas in by now. Nothing uh, wrong with that. I know. I'm Don't really excited for when all my friends get married because you get to just like happy drink and be silly in a fancy dress all day. Yeah. Well, I'm going to New Orleans with a bunch of girls in a couple of weeks and I have been in charge. I was put in charge of bringing a big jug of Bloody Marys. Oh my. Plan on starting the mornings off correctly before <laughs> starting out on our adventures. That's wonderful. Uh, so first off, I'm going to do some uh, Radio Free Brooklyn announcements. Let me see. Are we still doing the um, advertisements for our sponsor? Oh, well, this one is very topical. There is a New Orleans Musicians Clinic. There you uh, go. Uh, oh, this is so cool. Um All right, uh, so the New Orleans Musicians Clinic provides medical care to musicians and performing artists in the city of New Orleans. Uh, They offer occupational and comprehensive health services for musicians, performers, cultural workers, and tradition bearers of New Orleans. Uh, They they provide these services regardless of insurance status or ability to pay. And uh, so we found out about this really cool nonprofit and... Radio Free Brooklyn is trying to support them by spreading the news around, and we're hoping uh, that our listeners will too. Uh, you can find out more information about how you can support them at www.neworleansmusiciansclinic.org. That is neworleansmusiciansclinic.org. And, uh, you know, I mean, Radio Free Brooklyn, we love your donations, uh, but we also love our artists and uh I think it would be really awesome this week if everyone could just throw a little bit their way. Sounds like a good plan to me. (laughs) Yeah, maybe when you're down there. um... (laughs) Yeah, it's all about the gems. Well, and you used to live in New Orleans. I did. I lived there for a couple years. And um, prior to that, my husband lived there for like 12 years. (laughs) And it's it's a rockin' town. What can I say? I want to go. Forward to going back for a little visit. <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Um, 
I'm hoping to maybe spend a day down there uh, during Christmas break. I'll be in Louisiana, <laughs> and so um, definitely, yeah, definitely have to make a run down to New Orleans. <laughs> I have to like wake up um, early in the morning and uh, go get a beignet. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, beignets and some chicory coffee. Oh, that stuff is so good. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but there's a place in there's a place in New York that serves chicory coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, Blue Bottle. It's uh, they have one in Rockefeller in the basement. And when I used yeah. to work at NBC, if I was feeling grumpy that morning, I would go <laughs> grab one. There you go. Get your buzz on. Oh yeah, it's quite strong. You're like it's like syrup too. I can see uh. My friend of the show, Arthur, would probably enjoy it. Take <laughs> him <Taking> with you. <ya. laughs> All right. Um, this show, uh, since uh, Roxy is on the line, we're going to be having a pretty uh, heavy uh, Gulf Coast influence. Um, but uh, first, uh, for uh, and you're just going to be joining us for News of the Week, and then after that, we're going to play a few songs. And... Um, I basically just chose like silly pop songs that are about light murder. So, oh. <laughs> sounds fun. Just light murder, you know, not like the real murder. Nothing heavy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Here on Crime Talk BK, we never talk about anything heavy. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, so, my first piece of news of the week. Um, did you hear about this? Uh, there is just this like idiot woman who uh, has decided to crawl into a lion enclosure at the Bronx Zoo. Oh, I did. I heard about that. That was Did nuts. you see that video of her? She just like hops over the barrier and she's like waving her hand at the lion and like cooing at it like it's some sort of street cat. Yeah, I don't, I would like to know what she was thinking. Why, why did she do that? Well, I actually have some answers. You do have some answers? Yes. Okay, let's, besides the fact that she's nuts, <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, she had some, like, impetus for it. Uh, partially, uh, social media allowed this to happen. Uh, so she posted to uh, Instagram uh, several videos, and this woman, the NYPD, has identified as 30-year-old, 32-year-old uh, Maya Autry, and uh, the police are actually still trying to find her uh, apparently, oh, she's been going around New York City taking, like, these Instagram photos and then, like, antagonizing the police and, like, the captions. Oh, great. Anyway. Uh, so, she actually... Uh, oh, <clears throat> sorry. I startled myself. So, she posted uh, three videos uh, taken during her time at the Lion Enclosure. And uh, it is in all caps with very terrible grammar. Uh, she wrote... I really have no fear of nothing breathing. Thank you, oh Most High, for allowing me to actually live this life experience as I trust in you. And uh, she says that she went into the lion's enclosure. He did not growl or attack her. And she says, why? Like all things, even animals know you're acting of love and fearlessness. Um, and she just goes on about how God's creation loves her because she loves God and everything's great and, like, God's going to give her a chariot and, like, she's going to ascend to heaven. 
Okay. So she thinks she's she may David. Get to heaven quicker than she expects if she keeps up this reckless <laughs> recklessness. Oh my God. I know. Well, it's like um, I believe in God. You know, I I do too. Think that um, you know, like lions are behaving the way God intended by trying to kill us for food. <laughs> yes. Lions are predators, and um, better watch out. Yeah, <laughs> fortunately, apparently that lion was not hungry. He probably already, you know, just been fed. Who knows? He but, did um, not care. He, you could like see the look in his eyes. He's like, "What is this person doing?" Yeah. Well, you know, they are used being in the zoo. They are used to being around the zoo people. Probably being in their cages occasionally, taking care of them or whatever. Yeah, and it's like and, they um, see plenty of people waving and acting weird behind glass. And I mean, it could have ended really badly, though. And I'm happy that this woman's okay. Oh, but yeah. I'll also be very happy when the police get a hold of her and give her some mental health care or something. Yeah, definitely. Because she's, yeah, that would have been horrible had that line attacked her and nurse. People and children standing around. I know. Watching this lion rip some lady to shreds, which I fully think she deserves had that happened. You know, if you're that stupid. And they have to kill the animals if they attack a person. I know. They always do that, and I don't understand why. But, Um, like, it's the animal's fault. She's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, And then one more thing that she did was she released a rap on social media directed at the police. Uh, one of the lines is, if I walked into the lion den, do you think for one second I'm scared of a handcuff? I'm scared of a jail cell. <sighs> well. <laughs> I wish her luck on her crusade. I don't know. Yeah. She, yeah, she's crazy. She needs she needs something. She needs therapy. I don't know. <laughs> she needs help. There's house cats that you can dress up like a lion, you know. But I didn't know you could just jump into a lion's cage. I mean, don't they have? You would think. I was really surprised by that. Because usually they have like a cement barrier and there's like a drop. You know? Yeah. And you're like overlooking it. Because it has to be tall or else the animal would escape, right? Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know how you go about getting into one of those. Yeah, the Houston Zoo, there's. I don't know if it's a lion or I haven't been there for several years, but it's like a drop off. It's like they're down in a canyon. Yeah. They have like and, their uh, little you know, moat. There's, and there's, you know, a guardrail around it so you don't fall into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you would get out of it if you were in there. <laughs> you would not be able to get out. And it puts like the zookeepers at risk too, because if the animal did become upset. Yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> and then, um, good transition. Uh, okay, so this is kind of interesting. Uh, so the New York Post uh, wrote this uh, report about crime during Halloween. And uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, crime does in fact go up October 31st. And uh, so the NYPD saw a 14% increase in crime on Halloween compared to an average day in like September and October. And they're using data from uh, last year, of course, because Halloween this year hasn't happened yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of interesting. So, like, a lot of the crime is damaging graves, graffiti, 
bringing out your inner gremlin. Uh, but, you know, there are occasions uh, of, uh, like, assault going up, uh, like, rape sometimes. It just kind of, uh, I think that, like, psychologically, and this report, they did actually talk to uh, some researchers who said that the idea of Halloween is your kind of, it's a holiday created to bend the rules a little bit and to indulge in social taboos. And uh, so it makes people who are already maybe predisposed to crime, it kind of teeters you on the edge, pushes you over a bit more. That, yeah, unfortunately. But I think, you know, part of it is there's so many people out and about, you know, where normally they wouldn't be out. And uh, people are dressed up in costumes and, I don't know, people just get caught up in things. You know, it's one thing to do pranks, you know, toilet papering some the neighbor's trees or, you know, something like that. But, you know, rape and stuff, vandalism, that's unacceptable. Yeah. It just ruins the fun for everybody. Yeah, it makes people on edge. It kind of reminds me, as a true 90s child, I remember sitting on the couch and checking my candy for razor blades. You know, yeah. or to see if, like, a Jolly Ranchers had been unwrapped. Yeah. And there's only right. been, like, two instances of people tampering with candy in the 80s, but that gets stuck in people's heads, you know, and yeah. it makes people a little bit more cautious. Like, you don't see kids just reaching into their bucket and, like, eating all the candy because you're told that it might not be safe, and it's... You know, like one or two occasions a long time ago, and you just don't want to take that risk. No, not with your kids. Nobody's willing to do that. Yeah. And at one time here in Houston, the hospitals would, um, like, if you want to bring your candy in to be x rayed, they'd x ray <laughs> your candy to see if there was anything in it. And uh, I would just go through my kids' candy and Eat the good stuff and throw out the stuff that looked evil and give her the rest. <laughs> what stuff did you eat? I remember you stealing a few oh. Snickers. Exactly. <laughs> Mom gets first pick. You're like, Joanna, you don't really like Milky Way, do you? I'm like, well, I guess not. Looks kind of suspicious. <laughs> I better eat it just in case. Oh, my. <laughs> I remember uh, one year I opened up this like tall cabinet and I found like this huge basket of like Halloween and Easter candy that I guess had just been like scattered along the living room and then we forgot about it. Yeah. You know, you get so much of that stuff, you know, you eat on it for a couple of days and then you just kind of forget <laughs> about it. You get sick of it. Wow. Um, I always like sending it to school with you. Here, get rid of that <laughs> stuff. Take it to school and give it to your friends. Uh, glue it on. Glue it on somebody's locker. <laughs> uh, so we actually um, had. Uh, I have like a few crimes that are Halloween related. That uh, I was going to talk to you about. Okay, so one notable Halloween crime is fashion writer Peter Bronstein uh, dressed up as a fireman in 2005 to coax his way into his female co-worker's apartment in Chelsea 
Uh, once inside, oh he held her hostage and raped her for like 13 hours. Jeez. And nice um, guy. And he did this all to get revenge on an ex-girlfriend. Because that's logical. Yeah, really. <laughs> no. Some people, some people should just be locked away forever. Yeah, it. they should. He should be on an island with like uh, Harvey Weinstein and whoever yeah, else. Yeah, there you go. They do. They need a special place for these people. <laughs> They're just dump them on this island, drop off food every once in a while, and let them just have run of the island, and they can just do whatever and beat up on each other or kill each other or. You know, <laughs> kind of like Lord of the Flies, was it? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. I'm like, they're going to have their little clans and. Yeah, let them take care of each other. And then um, another pretty horrific thing that happened is last year, um, a man wearing a ghost face mask from the movie Scream, uh, like that really creepy dude, yeah. uh, he reportedly fired on a crowd on a, in Washington Heights. Just after 2 a.m. and he hit two people. And that's on yeah. Halloween night. Yeah, see, I mean, people see you walking around in a mask and they don't question you because it's Halloween. And then the next thing they know, you're going ballistic on them. Mm-hmm. People go crazy. People are just nuts now. I yeah. Tell you. Nothing's safe. Um, but researchers are actually looking into what makes somebody violent. Um. And uh, I found this other article that's going over this study that scientists are doing on um, prisoners, actually. And so this one study used about a thousand prisoners and these researchers are showing up at the prison with like this portable MRI machine. And they're scanning the brains of people who've done violent crime. And they actually found that uh, murderers have the same brain anomaly interesting yeah and so they're hoping that by studying the brains of murderers uh they can develop medication and therapy where if you're if you have that brain anomaly and you're like at risk of being a violent offender you can kind of get in early and uh you know like give them the coping skills they need to um more productively release their feelings. I wonder, though, I mean, how early this shows up in somebody's brain, you know, if they can scan you, <laughs> maybe as a child or something, you know, when you're going for your five-year pediatric checkup or something, okay, we're going to do your brain scan to see if you're going to grow up to be a serial killer or something. Well, they say that a lot of this is environmental. And I mean, the the way your brain looks is also, I think, determined by your environment. You know, it's like you form those patterns. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, there have been studies on serial killers that show that uh, there are certain childhood behaviors that a lot of serial killers share. It's things like... uh, like abusing animals, you know, like that creepy kid who cuts open squirrels, or uh, there's a bedwetting, uh, you know, like playing with fire, um, having a like abusive family, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. head injuries. You know, like if you've gotten a concussion. Oh, geez, yeah. But it's hard. There's like a lot of, I think, ethical concerns with doing these types of studies because just because you have that brain anomaly or just because you had like an abusive childhood where you like let shit on fire and tortured squirrels, uh, there are plenty of people who have gone through that who grow up, get the help they need, and don't ever hurt someone. Exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty... um, you know, a tightrope you're walking, it's, it can be taken too far. It's, yeah, it's kind of scary that um, somebody would have that, you know, information on people. I mean, it's, you know, in theory, it sounds nice. Oh, we can predict he's going to grow up to be a serial killer, but, you know. It's very fatalistic. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And it's also, it makes me wonder, let's say you're, 13 or 14 and you've gotten a little bit of trouble at school maybe you're in juvie and someone performs this brain scan and tells you oh you're at a high risk of killing someone um Mm -hmm. i i could see how someone might think well this is inevitable this is my future i don't have anything going for me you know yeah really so i try yeah what's the purpose yeah but i do think it is kind of cool that science is Acknowledging that um, violent crime is complicated, you know? Yeah. Well, like you said, maybe, you know, after, you know, you, they're in jail and they can do the brain scan and find out, okay, how how likely is this person to be a repeat offender? And um, or maybe they can get them on meds and specialized therapy for it and stuff and to try and prevent future things from the same person. But I don't know how you would ever prevent it from happening the first time. That's a pretty scary, scary road to go down. I read this short story in a sci-fi anthology about this person where when you get onto a plane to uh, like go to a different state or to leave the country, they scan your brain for your thoughts. Oh, man. And uh, if you have, uh, like, certain, like, illegal thoughts, they uh, basically, like, brain wipe you or something. And it's like a very invasive kind of loss of self type procedure. And uh, it's told from the perspective of a person who's trying to, like, hide some of his thoughts that are illegal. Uh, So if you... So what if you, like, just read some murder mystery and you're thinking about this book? <laughs> I know. But, you know, and I mean, like, you know? we're obviously, like, not there. But when you hear about, you know, like, these brain scans, that's kind of what I think about, you know, is is that, like, yeah, so you should be punished for your actions, you know, yeah. not. But I don't know. It's It's hard. Some people do have self-control. They might think, oh, man, it'd be, you know, cool to do this. Well, I probably shouldn't do that because I might go to jail or, you know, whatever. Kind of like jumping in the lion's den. Let me see. They said that the areas of the brain that were affected were uh, responsible for controlling emotion, impulses, and social awareness, and that that is less developed in murderers 
So, I mean, I think that one good step, for example, would be if they did like a therapy program that talked about uh, like social awareness or impulse. Okay, impulse. Every teenager on the planet, (laughs) (laughs) that part of their brain is not developed properly or fully yet. So, Too close to home. (laughs) Really, especially teenage boys, it's like they're indestructible. Um, you know, and it is. I mean, the brain has to develop. I don't think it's fully developed till you're like in your 20s. <laughs> Hopefully I'm past the hump. <laughs> I hope so by now. You're <laughs> out of your 20s. And then oh, anyway. let me see. What other news do we have? Um, okay, so there is this homeless guy in the Lower East Side who took a metal club and uh, beat four other homeless people to death. And a fifth person is critically wounded. Uh, This happened um, last night in Chinatown. And uh, cops were questioning the suspect. uh, But this guy pretty much just like went on a rampage. He found this metal club and he's just like beating people. And uh, sounds like he's mentally ill. mm -hmm. Severely. But police are actually still looking for victims because they found the four people who were like very seriously injured. But um, it sounds like police suspect that he might have been, like, roaming around, maybe doing a warm-up. Yeah. Oh, man. So Yeah, it's not even safe to be homeless anymore. Go figure. (laughs) I don't think it was ever safe to be homeless. (laughs) No, not very. Pretty risky. Yeah. Um, Living under a bridge. And then, uh, speaking of poverty in New York, subway crimes are on the rise. And uh, specifically serious ones like rape and murder. Yay. Uh, So August alone had two murders and two rapes this year compared to zero last year. And there have been a rise of robberies, felony assaults. Uh, Let me see what else. Oh, this is great. So the NYPD blames de Blasio for easing up on broken windows policing. Um, and so their whole argument is is that, like, low-level offenders on the subway, so let's say a teenager who jumps the turnstile, is going to be, like, mad with power, getting away from with crime, and they're going to, like, rape somebody. I think that might be a little bit of a logical fallacy myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, like, I think that, like, jumping a turnstile is a very different action for, than, like, stealing someone's purse. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> You know, and it's very different motivations. Yeah, somebody, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It is totally different. And um, I don't know. Don't they have cameras down in the subways? Well, do they work? Identify people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, they need to keep this stuff updated, working, have a police officers occasionally walk through. Well, it's like, I don't know. I guess the MTA could find me, but I've jumped the turnstile before and it was because the turnstile was broken and would not accept my Metro card. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. It's kind of, I feel like the subway system is set up in a way where you almost have to commit a crime to use it. Um, Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, so God bless the New York Post. They went around and were interviewing people on the subway about this statistic. And um, I've found some very delightful quotes that I would like to share with our listeners. Okay. Let's hear them. Every New Yorker knows the trains are dangerous, especially at night, said Sam Went, who likened uh, the trains to uh, the post-apocalypse wasteland, Mad Max. <laughs> that's not true not true it's not that bad yet is it <laughs> hopefully it's not that bad yet when it gets like Seinfeld level then I might start to worry but <laughs> I think we're still fine and then another uh, Brooklyn resident uh, said it's like the Thunderdome oh my god that's hilarious yeah um, so, okay, so those, that's my, uh, news of the week. Now we can go to the, uh, Houston section. Yes, we had, um, an officer here in Houston shot and murdered this that, past week and, um, had a <laughs> memorial service for him. And, you know, with all the bad press that the police get, this police officer was very well liked and loved in the community, and he was a, of the Sikh religion, which I don't know a lot about. They're the ones that wear the turbans, but the um, Sikhs that I have interacted with have always been just really nice people, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of their culture or their religion. They're kind of, you know, they're in the, I think they're in the meditation and stuff and being at peace. And um, so this officer, he was shot by a um, man who was on parole, had parole violations. And he was actually, I think he was pulled over for a traffic violation. And um, so he apparently, what I read was the man, the shooter, didn't want him to go back to his car and find out he had parole violations because he didn't want to have to go back to prison. So he just, you know, decided to shoot him right there on the spot, which was a real shame. Yeah. And, um, well, so spe- they had just... Sorry, I keep talking. Uh, go on. Well, I was just going to say, it seems so senseless and random and... uh like, no police officer is going to approach a traffic spot stop expecting that they're going to be fighting for their life, you know? Yeah, it's a, it was, yeah, it was a real shame. And, um, like I said, this police officer, he was just very well liked in the community. And, um, they had a memorial service. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> And um, just thousands of people turned out out for this memorial service. It was at a um, high school venue, you know, like a um, indoor stadium. And um, it was very well attended. And then the police had a service for him and then the 21 gun salute. Yeah. And um, people were lined up along the route when they were bringing him to the um, auditorium for the public service and um he was very well spoken of and he's going to be missed in houston and you know with all the bad rap that police officers are getting this these days you know they took out a good one 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, why can't it be the, like, corrupt asshole? Exactly. Yeah. Why isn't it one of the assholes? Well, that's because, you know, they're in it for themselves and they're watching out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then Papa John's here in Houston said, would um, set up a thing where if you called in for pizza, it was on a certain day that they were going to give some of the proceeds to a memorial fund for Officer Diwali, the wall, Dolly Wall. And um, their lines were just jammed up. So many people were just calling in for pizzas. And they were saying, you know, we're, you're going to get your pizza. It's going to be late. It's taken, you know, forever to get all these orders out. It was just amazing. And I think they actually extended it because so many people were calling and couldn't get through and stuff. And so Papa John's, you know, we thank you for raising money yeah. for this officer's family and things. It was really a nice thing to do, and, and the community really, you know, backed it up. And so it's always nice to see the community come together on something like that instead of being torn apart when something happens. I think Houston's really good about that, you know? Um, I yeah, think that the Houston city, is. they work really hard. So Houston's interesting. It is um, just like a huge immigrant community from all over, like literally all over the world, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that, like, for example, I think in New York, uh, you know, like you have these uh, pockets where, like, the community and the culture is very preserved and wonderful to experience, um, but, like, if you're not from that community, you almost feel a little bit like a tourist. And I yeah. think that Houston has been set up in a way where uh, people are very, like, open about their different beliefs and different cultures and their food. And yeah, um, people kind of, I think, like, right. rally, you know? Yeah, and it and you know it's it's nice. I mean, they mix it up. We're you know I have two Indian grocery stores with in walking distance, you know, of my house. And, and you're in like you know, suburbia, I, like golf suburb. course. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it is. It's very just very much immigrant friendly. You know, the kids go to school together and. And all the restaurants and people enjoy going to the different restaurants and enjoying the different cultures. And you can get absolutely any cuisine you want in Houston. Yeah. You may not necessarily like it all, (laughs) but, you know, it's out there to try. Spoken like someone (laughs) who was dragged to dim sum one too many times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been to many of them. And and it's fun to experience the different cultures. Yeah. It really is. Um, although it's funny because actually um, Sikhism is incredibly common. It is, uh, I thought I read somewhere that it is like the fifth largest religion. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the fifth largest religion in the world. Um, 30 million people worldwide. And it is actually... Um, 
It started out like long, 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 long time ago as a uh, sect of Hinduism. Okay, because that's what it reminded me of was Hinduism, you know, the inner peace and, yeah. you know, the meditation aspect of it. So I can see that, yeah. And like I said, they were just, you know, he was just a very well-liked person and everybody spoke highly of him. And um, there was, um, down at the grocery store down the street, there's a Sikh that works there and and he's always smiling and just happy and, yeah. you know, pleasant to be around. It's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that his family uh, can heal from something like this. I can't imagine well, what they're going through. I know. I think he had young kids, too. I'm not sure. But it seemed like I heard he had a couple of young younger children and. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's just no words for it. I yeah. don't know what people are thinking. And, um, you know, because this guy who shot him, he was going to go back to prison eventually. And so, you know, somebody was going to catch up to him eventually. He didn't have to do this. And it's, now it's, he's never going to get out of prison now. Mm-hmm. He was out on parole. Well, you know, you can kiss that goodbye. So he'll never get out again. Hopefully he shouldn't anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing this to um, my attention. Um, You know, like, as you said, like, I feel like so often on the show, we try to hold people in power accountable, you know, and God knows there are like a lot of problems with um, the with police departments, with how they're trained, their mentality. Uh, and so I do think that it is good to remember that there are police who do care about the community <clears throat> who try to get out there. Um, <clears throat> and it's yes. just really tragic it's, that this happened. Yeah, and it is nice to um, give credit where credit to do once in a while because we have far more good police officers than we do ones that, you know, are bad. And you have bad people and Every walks of life, and that's unfortunate, but yeah. it's just the way it is, so well, it is nice to bring attention to the good ones once in a while. Yeah. And then we have one more piece of news um, that we're going to talk about, um, that you, okay. were, you were talking to me about, and um, so this is a scandal involving um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah. And um, things got spicy at a uh, climate change town hall. Did you did you see the video on that? No, actually, I want to bring it up. I'm not sure if I... Uh, let me see. I was reading one article yeah. about it. Let me... Yes, AOC was holding a town hall, and one of her constituents, I think it was taking place in Queens, because, I mean... AOC, she's from the Queens area, represents the Queens community, and um, one of her constituents was just ranting and raving that we're not doing enough for the new Green Deal, and she's claiming, you know, this is coming sooner than you're saying, and it's going to be happening within days, and you need to take action now, and what you're doing is not enough, Mm -hmm. and... um, 
She said, we need to start eating our babies. <laughs> like baby humans. I'm like, this lady's nuts. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, as much as I might not agree with AOC, I, she, you know, really had nothing to do with bringing this on as far as I could see. No. <laughs> and, uh, this lady was off her meds or on something. I don't know which. I think but. I have the quote. I mean, I think I have okay. it on C-SPAN. Um, so yeah. I haven't been able to fully cue it up since we've been talking. Uh, so we might have to wait a moment, but let's see if this is it. That's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're a pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting New Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies. Oh, my God. So this is so funny because you see AOC in the background and she's uh-huh. doing the like politician thing where her head's cocked and she looks like she's like listening and being very much like, okay. Uh, and then she's like, you have to eat the babies and bomb Russia. And AOC, like her mouth drops open and she starts just kind of like silently like mouthing things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't care who you are and how much you're into climate change. Really? <laughs> this is... Yeah, this lady's whack. Yeah. She has no words for it. She is nuts. I mean, I I don't know. She's just trying to get her 15 minutes of fame, and it was just... But she sounds very passionate, and I thought she sounded very genuine, you know? Uh, well, so uh, fortunately, we have some uh, really great reporters who um, investigated this event oh, and okay. busted it. Find? So... Um, they said that not only is the woman like not an AOC supporter, uh, but she's part of this, uh, fringe conspiracy group, uh, that has a history of these types of actions. And, uh, so the group was there to troll AOC and I'm getting this from Snopes. I chose Snopes because, um, I think that like. In general, people agree that Snopes is very, like, fact-based and unbiased and, frankly, oftentimes dry. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you ever read Snopes? No, I don't. They The only thing they do is fact-checking. Okay. And they'll, like, rate it by how true or false something is. And they'll, uh-huh. like, dig into it. You know, like, they have reporters who are, like, calling okay. people and checking and so it was just funny because uh, their rating was mixed because it is true that someone did say that to her, but it's false that she was a supporter. Okay. So I think that's kind of funny that <laughs> that's their rating. Yeah. They're like, it's sort of true. Um, <laughs> so I mean, how does somebody even dream that up, even if you are trolling somebody? I don't know. People are really? sick. So the group is called Lyndon LaRouche Pack. And uh, let me see. Historian Matthew Sweet have called them a bizarre political cult. 
and uh, that they are known for uh, going to like political meetings and then just being like disruptive. Yeah. And let me see. Uh, it is a uh, worldwide following based on conspiracy theories, economic doom, anti-Semitism, homophobia, and racism. Huh. And let me see. They think that the Queen of England controls the international drug t- trade and that Adolf oh Hitler was a British agent. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so. So what's the name of this group again? It's called uh, LaRouche. Pack. Lyndon LaRouche Pack. Okay, Lyndon LaRouche. I remember when I was younger, you know, like maybe 15, 20 years ago, you would go vote. I remember going to the courthouse, and I probably wasn't there to vote because we didn't vote at the courthouse, but there would always be this table set up with Lyndon LaRouche people behind the table. <laughs> Wait, and really? They would be handing out flyers. I remember that. I mean, this I haven't seen it for years, you know, maybe like 15, 20 years ago. And I remember seeing them more than one time, you know, a couple different times. And they were in front of the courthouse. And, yeah, and they had this table set up. And I don't, I'm just kind of, yeah, whatever. You know, I never <laughs> talked to them or anything. But, yeah, I've heard of <coughs> That organization. I didn't even know they were still around. That's crazy. Like I, said, I haven't seen them. Or you would see them at places. And they were always, like, handing out their flyers and stuff. And it always seemed like they were always trying to get somebody on the ballot for whatever, you know, like a third-party ballot or something for running for president or something. I don't know. Yeah. I never knew much about them. But I do remember. I have seen them before. But not... In recent years, it's been a long, long time. So I will say that um, I've never met anyone super pro-choice, super, like, climate activist who wants to eat humans. Eat eat babies. (laughs) I don't think that's on the table. Yeah, that is just, that's just whack. And it's unfortunate that AOC is being associated with it. And I mean, I don't think anybody, I mean, nobody in their right mind, I can't believe they would connect the two. I think anybody with any intelligence at all is going to say this lady who did this, whether it's, whether she did it just to troll her or was serious, even if she was serious about it. Nobody in their right mind can take that serious, you know. Well, um, uh, Donald Trump Jr., <laughs> uh, he's a bit of a well, bonehead. He had an opportunity to go by. He uh, <laughs> tweeted um, a, a clip, like a video clip of the woman saying yeah. that, and he wrote, seems like a normal AOC supporter to me. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I'm sure he's just trolling also. But anyway. People should not do that. And then it's like AOC had actually like a very like sincere response. Uh, She addressed it on Twitter and she said we had a fabulous town hall last night. Um, But at one point uh, I was concerned uh, that there is a woman in crisis 
And let's make sure to treat her with compassion. It seems like she might be having some mental health issues. Please don't mock her or make, the, make a spectacle. And uh, I, I really like respect AOC for just being like, hey, guys, there's something going yeah. on here. Like, stop talking about it. This woman yeah. deserves some privacy. Turns out, like, it was yeah. this group. But I do think it's nice that AOC as a politician was just kind of like, we don't know what's going on, you know? So let's just kind of shift focus to something else in case this person yeah. does actually need help. She might have said, you know, that may not be the best route to go. <laughs> However, you may want to check in and talk to a doctor. Yeah. Well, definitely needs help. Although, honestly, it sounds like if you're a member of a group that is um, quoted as a historian as being a bizarre political cult, you might want to <laughs> reevaluate your yeah. life views. I hear you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, it's been fun talking to you today. Yeah, this was um, very fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, feel free to come on in the show in the future. And um, <laughs> if I might uh, just keep you on for one more minute. Or, you know, I'm just going to do another um, Radio Free Brooklyn announcement so you can get okay. off the phone and go about your day. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling in. Uh, it's been such a blast to uh, share this experience with you. Um, arguably our most loyal listener. I am. I am the most loyal. <laughs> been here from the start. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. Well, we really, I really appreciate it. And uh, maybe you can come on the show. A little bit more often. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Again, that is very, very special friend of the show, Roxy. Uh, this show would literally not be here without her. Okay. Um. So I just have... Um, a few more minutes. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Crime Talk BK. We are here every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. Uh, next week, uh, Megan Duffy will hopefully be back in town and can regale us with wonderful stories of all the fun that she's having. And uh, <clears throat> just real quick, I know at the beginning of the show, we talked about um, that really wonderful nonprofit that's providing health care to musicians. But, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn is also a nonprofit, and we appreciate your donations as well. Um, you know, like every dollar counts. Uh, everyone here is a volunteer, and we love what we do. We hope that you love it too. And, um, you know, we really appreciate your donations. Uh, so please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Again, that is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate to... Uh, Learn more about us, more about our mission, and of course, to uh, send us a few bucks. All right, this has been Crime Talk BK, and uh, I'm going to send us out with uh, the song that I'm currently obsessed with. It is Murder by Numbers by the Police. I don't know, this song just kind of gives me a spring in my step. I'll see you next weekend.
that you've decided on a killing First you make a stone of your heart And if you find that your hands are still willing Then you can turn a murder into art There really isn't any for bloodshed You just do it with a little more finesse If you can slip a tablet into someone's coffee Just you.